Music Reversal with your host, Conan Neutron. Broadcasting from a secret underground lair in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. A gigantic middle finger to everything that is rocking about music, rock and roll, and corporate power. The thing is, though, if you don't laugh, you're going to go on a killing spree to shop in Nagel. Confidence of a hero or a fool. I wasn't exactly certain which. Could not be more professional. That's like a science thing, right? Indeed, indeed. It is a science thing. This is a science place. It's a scientific fact. You are in the right place for the one, the only. Protonic reversal. Welcome to it, friends, enemies, frenemies. Welcome, one and all. Here we are, five years, half a decade, half a decade of talking and carrying on <laughs> on the internet to people and uh, stuff like that. You know, it, it, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, still doing it. Still do that thing? You, you, you still, uh, you used to do that thing. You still do it? Yeah, sure do. Cool. <laughs> but uh yeah here, here we are uh, that's i guess that's what i gotta say about it <sighs> i figured we'd do something a little different this time this heavy set you like the- <laughs> it's always a good one hey everybody let's party hey everybody welcome to the party <sighs> heavy sigh Anyway, I, th- I thought we'd do something a little different this time. We're, uh, I-, I don't have guests scheduled. Uh, we're going to go kind of through like a abbreviated memory lane through the Protonic Reversals through the ages. And uh, I'm going to give you some of my commentary as we go. And I think it should be good. I- and I'd like to, if there could be some interaction, uh, thank you for those enjoying the show with the chat box. Uh, well, let's keep it, let's keep it um, interactive. Uh, through there and well, let's hear it is so let, let's we'll start off with just how it how it all started how it all started it's a live show it's a morning show morning show that occurred uh before there was a radio nope on a little station called radio valencia and it was much more music based to meaning i played a lot more music i kind of had no idea what was going on and was all alone in the studio with a bunch of flashing equipment so it's good to know some things don't change. And uh, gradually I sort of figured it out. I feel like the show had its own voice, but I feel like it really hit its stride when it kind of became an interview show. So that said, let's listen to some of these early clips of me flailing around trying to figure out what the hell this show is. Uh, this is off of the first episode, and it goes a little something like this. Or to the protonic reversal. Hello. My name is Conan Neutron. I am your host. You are listening to our theme music, which is a little song called Ozark Bowtie by a band called Tilts from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, You might know the warbling gentleman with the dulcet 
tones and voice. Andrew Elsner from the excellent band Torch as well. I find Tilts to be a lovely group of people and band and to generally do everything right about hard rock. So why not have them as the theme for this show? This show you are listening to right now. This is Radio Valencia.fm. And I, Kona Neutron, plan to take you on a magical journey. Magical? Eh, maybe more scientific journey. Through the world of rock and roll. Post-punk. Punk rock. Everything that is wonderful and great about music, to my mind. And... I like to share things like that. So I'm going to share them with you. Uh, I, I guess you could say, in, to a certain degree, I'm, <laughs> I suppose I'm the rock and roll nerd version of, a, you know, maybe a, uh, like a, a Neil deGrasse Tyson or someone, if you will, taking you on a journey through the cosmos. The cosmos of awesome music that maybe you've heard, but frankly, you probably haven't. And that's okay as well. The cosmos. The ship of the imagination. <laughs> what the hell am I doing? Uh, that is a great show, though. If you are not watching the cosmos, first of all, it's produced by Seth MacFarlane, but there are no talking dogs. So disavow yourself of that. And listen to this sweeping theme. How can you not... It's called Cosmos. How can you not be into that? I'm a man of science, first and foremost. I'm sorry. I've got a carbon atom tattoo. Nothing to lose. Uh, why don't we hear some music? Since we're, we're all about, about talking about music here in the Protonic Reversal, but we're also about playing it. So journey with us. <laughs> the ship of the imagination. As we walk into the world of the protonic reversal I will be your guide this is Nonagon hey even dwarves started small <laughs> oh, let it ride
Anyway, this is the Conan of uh, 2019, not the Conan of uh, uh, 2014. Talking. That was a great Nautican song. Uh, anyway, you can see why I changed the show to <laughs> be more interview based almost immediately because I don't know. The Cosmos bit's pretty good. Some Game of Thrones stuff, which sounds adorable now. It seemed niche at the time. Some bunch of bits. None of them really went anywhere. Um, one of the first really good interviews I felt personally uh, was the first time Falco from Future the Left and McCluskey came on. I think he's been on the show something like seven times, <laughs> something along those lines. For the first time, he actually debuted a, at the time, new band that he was calling Tremendous Fence, that had become a little band called Christian Fitness. This is the fourth episode. This is uh, pretty close to after. And it's a pretty good talk. We'll, uh, we're not going to do the whole episode or anything, but I'm going to play an excerpt from it, and we'll, uh, we'll listen together as a family, as a goddamn family for once. Anyway, huge friend of the show. Not huge, like as in he's a large man, but a very, very clever man. And um, this is where that began. This is uh, Falco, featured left. Cheers with That's a Big Smile for Someone About to Drown. This is Radio Valencia. Yo. And you are listening Five to Five Year Ago Conan and Tron. Quit while you can. Conic reversal. Indeed. <laughs> it only gets worse. What, can we say that again? Are we listening, <laughs> what are we listening to? We're listening to. Protonic reversal. There we go. A little more high pitch. That's good. We have one Mr. Andrew Falcus. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Falco. How you doing? I'm pretty good. It's a good day. The weather is good. And I know that that means Julia will be in a better mood because she's Australian. And she's not so much affected by the seasons as entirely determined by them, you know. Um, then, yeah, it's all good. I went for a run this morning and it, it's, yeah, it's, ate a potato, ate some chicken from a packet. <laughs> can't, can't beat today. today. Sounds like a party, yeah. <laughs> today is a good day. All, all that isn't happening is some kind of sporting event um, with which to distract oneself from work and then... You know, it would be it would be completely perfect. Well, I could uh, I could help a little bit with that. I could do some of this. We could do some some cheering, maybe. Does that does that make you feel like in a more sporty mood? No, I'm not not believing that. No, I'm not <laughs> I'm not there in that moment. I could try to kick you a ball, but it's going to be a while to get over there because you are indeed in yes, John, the UK, life. which I think it's uh, about uh, seven p.m. on Monday or something over there right now, right? <laughs> It's half four on Thursday, as you well know. <laughs> I do know that. <laughs> so I hope you don't mind, but I played a baby picture as well as a, uh, more, a more recent one. Uh, I, I played a, I played a song off of the McCluskey Do Dallas record, which that's a, yes, that's, that's been fun. twelve years since that came out, right? Yes, it's a long time. It does feel like a, does feel like several lifetimes ago. Um, but yeah, you know, so um, it's a good record. So yeah, play by all means play. A song or two off it, and last time I saw you guys play, you actually you did uh, Future Left. I'm speaking of now. You actually did play that song too. I didn't see you had a few McCluskey jams that were up in the in the mix, as they say on the streets. Oh, jam, jams in the mix. Yeah, no, nobody I'm, says that. By the way, no, there's not a single person that says that. <laughs> yeah, 1983 says that. No. um... <laughs> My you know, dad, maybe. When, I don't know. When, when Kelson was in Future the Left, since he'd been a, a contemporary, certainly, you know, playing and 
you know around the same venues and if not living in the same city then geographically quite contemporaneous it just didn't feel entirely right that we did the McCluskey songs even just one or two in the set uh, but when Jimmy and Julia joined the band as as fans of both of those bands it just seemed natural and fun to to start playing them and the thing you know the thing with them as songs is they're very simple and they're very easy to play so and they're they're just delightfully easy a lot of the future the left songs uh not all of them um but but several of them especially for me involve a lot of thinking and concentrating and i can play those two songs in just a in a happy rapture you know and which, it's, which is and a it's nice, nice place to be if you're gonna have a rapture it might as well be happy yeah a happy happy rapture i mean I, I i've never really looked too deeply into the idea of of the rapture or the rapture before but um uh, i it's 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 nice it's nice to have that kind of um that kind of familiarity as well i suppose it's the nice um the nice bookends but they're never played with anything um you know anything lacking well, and it also seems, you know, to me, you know, the shows I, I saw you play that, it, it seemed like it made a lot of people really happy, too. People were very pleased to hear the songs, which is a you know, nice place to be. Yeah, I think as, as, a, as, as, you know, a band and artistically, sometimes you forget about such simple pleasures. How is the set, you know? Right, exactly. Did it make you happy? Yes, it made me happy. Well, my job is done here, you know. And, you know, sometimes I think... Uh, Maybe maybe it's just for a band in our position, at this awkward, occasionally thrilling position we are. You f- forget a lot about just the simple effect that music ha- has on people because you you spend so long having to wear your half-assed businessman's hat, you know, to, as to actually <laughs> as to actually forget about simple things like that, or to even get to the stage where you have to, you know, m- mark that simple equation in your mind. You know, people enjoying it equals it being good. You know, sometimes to cut through all that crap is 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 nice. Absolutely, and it, like, like as you mentioned, I think it is easy to you know, kind of kind of lose sight of the goal, <laughs> which ultimately should be you know an expression of something that that is enjoyable instead of yeah. counting nickels, nickels and dimes, and uh, per diems, yeah, nickels and, and dimes, and sub nickels and dimes, <laughs> right? Yeah. Something which is yeah, something which is actually enjoyable. Pound farthing, and, you know, and means that we'll die a bit less alone than everybody else. That's the, that's the plan. Well, and that's you know that's a nice thing, and, and I, I found it interesting that and you mentioned that the compositions for Future Left being, you know, a bit more complex than the, mm-hmm. than, than the McCluskey stuff, and I would agree. I think you actually, especially in this last record, I think you guys did a lot of things that. It seems like you're aggressively pushing out of your comfort zone to do and, you know, to try some different ways of working. Uh, there was a, was it Jack, I believe, that, uh, who, who was, someone in your crew, like, wrote a bit of a log that I, that I took a look at. It was like a PDF. Oh, that, was, um, that, was, that was Jimmy, yeah. That was, Jimmy. That was, Sorry. Yeah. I'm know, referencing a PDF on a radio show that's on the internet. Could this possibly uh, get any nerdier? <laughs> oh, that's meta, meta, meta. <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah. He wrote a nice thing about about the whole time, which was good. I, I have to say though, we don't um, we don't deliberately push ourselves out of any comfort zone or anything. I think just self evidently, if a, a group of musicians have got some self respect and they're playing together for a long time. Um, 
then they'll probably shy away from the simpler things which which got them off at first and just move towards something which gives them some of those qualities whilst at the same time introducing interesting new elements but then again if you're standing around talking about that then you're probably missing the point you just stand there and play and um, nobody has to say when a song is good you just look at each other and you know it's again like i said it's it's self-evident sure so I think I've been in bands sometimes as people who try to intellectualize the process or in, invade the process with certain, you know, certain aims or hypotheses, and that's that's never worked for me really. Because I find if a bunch of people want to write a song which sounds like Dead Kennedys or Death from Above 1979, then what they end up doing is writing a song which sounds like either like one of those two bands, and that that's incredibly useful if you're in one of those bands. But if if you're not, it's it's the opposite of useful, <laughs> right? Exactly, and it's it's sort of the the fine middle balance between the more cerebral and the more, and the more primal, if yeah. you will. And it's interesting because there are you know if if someone <laughs> were to look on the music on face value, they would they might be able to state the case it is more of an academic concern. By sheer nature of the fact that uh, I'm you have so hard here. songs that go a little <laughs> bit beyond lyrically the baby, 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 touch me in my bathing suit area sort of level of lyricism. And it seems to me <laughs> that it's a shame that it's Im- everything is immediately put into the they might be giant school of novelty. If, uh oh, I think I've lost him. <laughs> okay, can I just point out that first of all, I was I was trying so hard. I clearly have a very smart person on the phone that I'm, I have all the respect in the world for, and I'm sitting here, like I couldn't even tell you. It, it, it's just like, very, oh well, the academic concern of the flippity widget with the, and then like I I do the the baby 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 touching your bathing suit area and it's just crickets i'm like oh well that didn't fucking land (laughs) (laughs) and and to be fair it didn't but he also uh he also dropped the call as as you'll hear in a moment but i just have one just one point out how fucking bad uh how how i'm much better recovering now or i like to think that i'm I'm much better recovering now uh, than i used to be but i also don't Go that far out in the open. Anyway, here's uh, here's when it, when it came back. Of the left. Uh, well, something's broadcasting now, isn't it? Sure is, and it's us, and we're talking right now. So I had a very long-winded statement. It's basically an academic concern of the uh, <laughs> the brusque brutalism of everyday life put down and towards a, whipped up with a cherry. Statement that I was saying, which is which is mostly that I think uh, the future of the left lyrics, especially, have a certain degree of lyricism that I believe I use the baby baby uh, school of design doubling down (laughs) uh, example but it seems like for most reviewers at least in the US if you are doing anything remotely above that level of say the wolf mother type of thing that suddenly they might be giants and I'm curious as to what your thoughts are I think you I think you turned a good phrase sir and I appreciate that. Well, thank, thank you, thank you, sir. Um, I think that there is a danger sometimes. Well, not even sometimes. Let's face it. Every time, yeah. If there's a, if there's an element of 
even a little bit of funny in your music, then all of a sudden you can be disregarded as a as a novelty band, which I think is is a shame. But I can't I can't really see it changing apart from at gunpoint. And I'm not going to go around to the, you know the offices of various magazines and radio stations unless I get a huge a huge budget to do so and put that revolution into effect. It's bizarre because you say if you look at broadsheet newspapers um, over here they'll have you know they'll, they'll push an agenda of what you what you term high literature books well written books you'd be talking about you know great um, like now iconic television shows like the HBO shows and some shows which have been um, broadcast in Britain over the last few years but when it comes to music it seems that the trend is more of a an embarrassing appropriation of whatever the young the young in being in their um terminology are focused on you know and um, there's hilarious articles about you know explaining grind to a 42 year old neil young fan <laughs> right, you know exactly and everything Which becomes is, a reference to a reference to an earlier reference and a, a meta yeah. reference to that thing yeah and it just it, it it's it's difficult to take it seriously and there's a certain uh, in rock music there's a certain shame of being middle class, you know. Um, there's, there's a like the search, the search for authenticity. This is good because it's authentic. It's it's not. It's good because it's it's good because it's good. Yeah, you know, you, it could you, it, you it could be authentically terrible as well. <laughs> yeah, you can come from a poor background and can you can be an entitled asshole. You know, um, you can come from you can come from a rich background and be a uh, you know, a sympathetic human being. I come from neither, really. I come from somewhere in the middle. So I guess I'm just aiming for an actual human being. It's a good thing to aim for. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, I aim to exist within this um, within this physical realm. That's that's my uh, that's my aim every time I every day. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I was getting, that's a little bit loud on the on the, yeah, on the that is awesome. correct beep. <laughs> was that small squirrel skull being banged onto uh, the edge of a of a medium sized glass? Th things are pretty insane here at Radio Valencia. You never know exactly what's going to happen. Okay, so I just like to point out that I cut that shit out pretty quick. Like playing playing the sound effects while the guests were on. I you know what can I say? It's it seemed like a good idea at the time. But uh, yeah, that was that was a that that went a lot better in my mind, and I think he he did really well with the uh, yeah, the the squirrel skull comment. But yeah, <laughs> wow, and I mean wow with a with a capital O. <laughs> so the the most recent record, uh, "How to Stop Your Brain in an Accident." You, <laughs> the artwork has a very, uh, it, it, the the airline safety sheets is what it reminds me of, where they have the, you know, here's, you know, put, here's the barf bag, here's where you put your head between your legs and kiss your ass goodbye. Like that, that element of kind of nondescript, but very iconic artwork. Hmm. Uh, and what, so what, what led you to be like, that's the thing? Well, there was this guy, um, Krent. Um, who I, I think his real name Steve, but he calls himself Krent, and he did some really good stuff that Paul, who did the cover of the previous album, had pointed. Why do you think us. he should be called um, Steve? Is, is that is that a name of his, or do you just think he looks like a Steve? 
No, I think he's actually called Steve. I, I believe that's actually his his Earth name, but his gotcha. um, his handle, as they would say on the internet, um, is is Krent, um, and he does some uh, fantastic stuff. And we we gave him some rough ideas, but he was the one who came back to us with a, a nebulous um, airline airline idea because I guess of how to stop your brain in an accident and just asked him to develop that and that's that's what happened I mean I wrote the I wrote the uh, the, the sub Monty Python rubbish which goes with it inside the jacket but <laughs> he was pretty much he was pretty much responsible for everything else you know I mean we asked him to move a couple of little things around but but that was the extent of it. The, the credit for that must must go to him, really. Well, it's very. I think it's very iconic and interesting. And but it's also it's interesting to me because I know people that are fans of Future the Left and and your work that aren't. They either are only dimly aware that there's a record at all, uh, or have never even seen the artwork. And it, it, it's something that it, it, I know it's a sign of the times that you know everyone's just looking at their mobile devices and combobulating the the widgets for the latest app but i find it find it frustrating personally that when you know bands i like such as such as you guys act aren't given the proper attention yet i somewhat lack the ability to do anything about it other than say have a radio show whose stream is apparently constantly being overloaded so i'm posting a direct link (laughs) well as far as i'm concerned like with any endeavor you've put your heart and soul into it sometimes it's a bit Upsetting, and most of the time it's all right because it just it it simply is what it's ended up being. So um, it would have been nicer to have you know the resources to have our own rehearsal space or something, which is obviously a lot more expensive in in the UK than it would be in in the states, just because we have such a lack of space. Um, but you know. It's we've we've had some really good times with it. We've had some less good times with it, but overall, it's been a very, you know, very positive experience. The simple fact is that the the more money you bring in from it means the more time you can devote to it, and the more risks you can take. Where just as a band, and sometimes it's a little bit frustrating not able to take risks on shows because we can't afford to lose money. Um, that's our that's really our watchword with the band if we do anything we have to we have to break even doing it because i can't possibly subsidize the band anymore from my credit cards you know amongst amongst other things um but because you reach you reach a certain point and you know you have you have real life adult concerns to deal with as well as you have you know this music you're trying to make but you you have to counterbalance that you have to counterbalance it but then again nobody nobody has made us do these stupid things to ourselves so um, <laughs> you're you know, talking about the, know, the idea of being in a band as a, as absurd comedy in and of itself <laughs> yeah in in general yeah because because the good things the good things sometimes become become less apparent although they are they are there you sometimes you have to go searching for them but I mean, it beats it beats everything. Writing a new song beats beats everything. Um, a great show beats everything. And these moments, you know, these moments, even if they're only five or six a year, and they're usually a lot more than that, they make the whole thing worthwhile. Ultimately. Sure, it, it seems you know, and I, and I you, you mentioned sound like 
Uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt. I don't want to make it sound like a, a trek across the desert. <laughs> uh, it's, 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 not, it's not like that. But For 17 I, days, we moved yeah, across. But when I think of the, the work which went into the band for a lot of reasons last year, and we ended up playing 20 shows. Now, that is not enough of a payoff. Basically, we need to find ways to to redress that balance somewhat. And um, uh, when we do, then it'll be, it'll be a band which is... 31.9% happier than it is now. <laughs> it's a very exact number. I, I like Thanks. your math. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate your appreciation of my exactness. Well, so, and, and you mentioned, you touched on something that I've, some might say, harped on in previous episodes, is the uh, the different classes of bands. Because there's a, there's a lot of loose talk about, oh, everything is wonderful now because everything's available free and we're free from the tyranny of the record companies and blah, 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 this, that, and the other. And yes, to a certain degree, I think the you have a glut of fantastic things and a glut of absolutely horrendous things as well, more so now than ever before. And the instant availability and the ability to share things has, has become a wonderful uh, thing that I you know wouldn't trade away. Wonderful, terrible tool. It, but exactly, there is a downside to it as well. And for bands that I think are are in the future, the left camp of. You know, you're you're not the struggling band that is trying to get their name out there, but certainly you're not uh, you're doing <laughs> stadium tours either. You know, what we're trying to say, darling, is that we're not muse. <laughs> right, indeed. And let's all thank thank any deity we may believe in for that. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a, a muse. Um, I remember seeing a muse live live at some venue in France thing on television about ten or eleven years ago, and I'd never heard. Um, I never heard a note of their music, and I, I honestly thought it was a parody. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was a parody, but it turns out that somebody ha- deliberately has that guitar sound. They have, they have all the this huge range of of products and the means of customizing them at your hands, and you want to sound like a, an eighty-five quid Zoom effects box. <laughs> it's just, just. Whatever you think of people's various sounds, it was just completely incomprehensible to me. Yeah, it's a, it, it's. I think the charitable way to put it would be: it's an acquired taste that I have no desire to acquire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, so, yeah, that that is. Well, it's not charitable, is it? <laughs> so maybe it's, it's may, charitable. maybe charitable is being charitable. Yeah, that's a basic. Well, you know, we we'll, we we'll let that go. That's a good politician's answer. I saw some, and this is, since we've fully gone down into into the meta route, I'm just going to go and mention that you you delighted me the other day with a, a few series of tweets on the Twitter, mm-hmm. which, you, which you may have heard of. I believe you were recapping the, uh, the, the song, the absolutely absurd song that, if you're blissfully ignorant of the song, I, I'm... I'm happy for you, but that the crash test dummies hit. Uh-huh. Yeah, crash test dummies. Yeah, because I did work with a guy who thought that Jay Massis was the lead singer of the crash <laughs> test dummies, and it didn't seem right to correct him because I, it, <laughs> I think, I think he was he was susceptible to lies about Jay Massis because. He believed that, you know, this thing about, I mean, I don't care, but this thing about Jay Massis being a skier or something, you know, he was like a, like, 
pretty competitive international skier or something. What? And so, <laughs> so, yeah, apparently. I don't even know if it's true or not. But anyway, this was generally accepted by my social group. Is so this a thing that's in I the UK? You just tell lie. massive lies and stories once about Jay Maskus? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> like attracted by Jay Masters, he was ready for anything. You know? <laughs> um, and he was the same guy who I later told that Lenny Kravitz had been a founding member of Fugazi too. So, <laughs> yeah. That was that was funny. Oh. I'm not sure if he believed me, but he didn't quite have the conviction to fully not believe me. So um, you can have, you know, you, this this fun to be had in this world. You just got to find it. <laughs> That's long, long, long as it devolves hanging around with people that are very gullible about. No, but not people acts. who are naturally gullible. That's the thing. If you if you're um, patient, you can plant the seeds of gullibility, and then months later, strike. I'm gonna go ahead and say I don't have any idea what this story's about, and I was <laughs> I was listening to it, and I think this is just something that was happening that week, maybe. But there's something about skiing and Jay Mascus and crash test dummies. I, I got nothing. That, that's it. Just wanted to chime in. Long con. Truly. Yeah. I, I remember um, working with a girl years ago, and we'd really worked on a gullibility for ages. And we were talking, this is about 15 years ago, about some manga anime. And, and the guy I was working with was saying how, you know, relatively speaking, certainly at the time, how fantastic and how realistic some of the animation was. And she said, yes, some of the voices are really realistic as well. <laughs> and did you, you just said, wait a beat before giving the look? The voices are realistic. What do you think they... I think they draw the voices. She's like, oh, oh yeah, I suppose. And she's saying, so the Japanese people have to learn English. And you're like, oh, I... Not just for anime, no. <laughs> Culturally she's, she's, and for other things as well. A character. I think she's an office manager now. It all makes sense. Mm. Uh, well, Werner Hogg is probably doing very well with her then, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah congratulations, everybody. <laughs> uh, so... You have a uh, a song that that we're go- we're going to we I, I'm I'm using this royal we it's I'm the only idiot in this room doing the show and I've used the royal we I can't stand when people do that kind of thing terrible yeah, it's, it's like when any publication says we, we think this is the the great new band we just have the courage of your convictions and say I I, I mean you're saying you're saying we because you fully expect to have somebody sat next to you I would assume and there's it's just not. It's just a void where a person should be. Yeah, and that's. Yeah, I'm trying to fill that void with with many things, and <laughs> part of it's oh. talking to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's never going to work. <laughs> <laughs> so th- th- we have this. Can you tell me about this this song that I'm I'm going to play after we after we get yeah, done speaking? Um, I just I just started recording some stuff at home. I uh, just, you know, for the, the the fun of recording things and making music, and over the last two months, I've written about uh, twenty five songs or something. Um, it was just on Logic, so I was using the drummer app. So as a result, the drums weren't quite what they wanted. I wanted, so I took, um, I went to London last week and recorded, um, recorded eleven or twelve of the songs with my friend Stuffy for a, yeah, yeah, for the recording. So over the next week or so I'm going to mix them and then I'll have a record and then I'm going to get it mastered and put it out. 
And what is the the moniker for this record going to be? How will we categorize well, it in our record stores? Since I was a kid, I've won. Even though it sounds like a joke name, I've always wanted to be in a band called Tremendous Fence. Um, and I, everything everything pulls me away from the name, um, but then takes me back to it again. <laughs> it's Tr- just Tremendous Fence. Okay, Tremendous Fence. Yeah, um, it's a. It was either going to be tremendous fence or otter decision, you know, because I couldn't imagine what kind of decision an otter or any almost entirely in- instinctively driven creature would make, you know, east or west, I suppose, depending on how those relative directions smell. Um, so yeah, I, I did this song that I've given you is called Christian Fitness, and I did I did consider that as a as a band name, but um, as as Julia said, that will probably encourage the wrong reactions and <laughs> I can't be bothered with with that although maybe that's maybe that's what makes that the right choice I don't know I'm still I'm still a little bit undecided the problem with you know a band name like a puppy it's not just for Christmas it's for life so whereas exactly. you can shake a song title or an album title in the time times they, they take to disappear from people's minds it's pretty difficult with it's pretty difficult with a band name, what isn't a, it? And you, look, ba- and you look especially lame if you change your your band name in the middle of, uh, in, in, you know, coitus interruptus. <laughs> well, especially if you change it from something that is maybe not so good to something else that's not so good. This is a different kind of not so good. <laughs> I've seen that happen before where I was like, why did you bother changing that? That mediocre Revenge name you had before was fine. Tomorrow, Angel. <laughs> Well, and that's and you bring up a good point too because for me, a, a bad band name absolutely can ruin a band, and I, I think it's and can ruin a band in the way that I, I'm a complete and utter asshole, uh, and then I will just not listen to it if I think the band name is, is terrible. I, I struggle if if I hear a, a bad band name, then that might make me not listen to that band. Not consciously, but I don't listen to music generally, so it's not going to be hard for me to miss a particular band. Um, but if I hear a band with a bad name and they're good, then I seem to have developed the ability to, when I then subsequently hear that name, to think of the band. So um, I, I think that's the thing with really good bands and really good names. The, the words almost don't don't matter anymore once you've heard them. They're just a label which leads your brain to to visualize and you know have the audio memory of of the songs that they perform. Well, sure, and I, and I think that that's you know it, it like as a perfect example. I think Future the Left is definitely a band name that imbues what you put into it. Uh, sure, it, it doesn't yeah, necessarily. Yeah. It, it's not. You know, if it's from anything, I don't know what it is. And, you know, it, it doesn't immediately bring up, oh, that's, you know, this, that's, or this reality show or whatever. It's future of the left. Like, oh, what, what does that mean? Well, it means that that's what this band is. Yeah, that, precisely. I mean, it came from an article about the future of the, the left in, as in the left wing in France after I think Sarkozy got in the first time uh, a, few, a few years ago. But um, and but even though I would say we're all left-lying individuals, there was no there was no particularly political um, tie-in. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. I mean, it really annoys some people. Like, like we're claiming to be the future of art or innovation or something. Um, 
and I don't know. I, I think they're, they're bringing they're bringing their own insecurities into that conversation, and not ours. Sure, and they yeah, it's and that that can be a that can be a danger as well, for sure. Well, a danger, but also a lot of a lot of fun as well, because there's nothing better than an argument. <laughs> there is nothing better than an argument, truly. No, I mean you know a, a controlled argument. I'm not talking about you know a one with scimitars or whatever, but you know. <laughs> A good, a good controlled argument where uh, is just one of the most liberating, liberating experiences as a human being. I'm curious why you jumped to scimitar specifically, but I'm, I'm going to allow it. That that's, that seems like a very audacious choice of weapon. Uh, I, I suppose um, I don't know. I, I suppose just because of my because of reading a lot of history, I suppose, and playing a lot of games which would involve scimitars i suppose and just a nice name isn't it scimitar it is it, it sounds it sounds like a very tough weapon it's like oh a scimitar yeah yeah, yeah it's it's stylish which rather hides the bloody intent yeah <laughs> stylish which hides the bloody intent i like that you could have yeah. that you could have that be a a motto if you will for tremendous fence <laughs> stylish with bloody intent um <laughs> I, I tell you what, I'll put that. I'll put that in the ideas box because there ain't no judgment in brainstorming. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, Falco, this is this has been wonderful. Thanks for coming on the show, man. No problem at all. And you have a lovely day because it is very early there. And remember to take exercise. <laughs> absolutely, and especially of the Christian variety. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And en- enjoy the song. And if you don't like it, oh well, I can't help you. Uh, no, it's great. I, I actually listened to it uh, earlier on this, mo- way earlier on this morning. It- I was speaking to the royal you. Of course, <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. We well, oui, surely we can have the royal you or vous, as our French cousins would say. Well, we know how you Brits are with your monarchy. So, yeah. oh, we we love him. We love. <laughs> We love. I, I can't believe. I mean, just being allowed to to breathe some of the recycled air of those people—it's a, a reason to exist more than more than procreation. And on that note, thank you, sir. No problem. Have a good one. All right. Take care, Falco. So, uh, Christian Fitness by Tremendous Fence. Fitness 
Okay, so that's a, a song by Christian Fitness that later was released under the name Christian Fitness. At the time, uh, our guest there, Falco, was calling it Tremendous Fence. Tremendous Fence. That was a... That was an exclusive, specifically. Tonic reversal. Exactly. Uh, and no other, but I don't know if you can really call it exclusive when it, it was uh, unveiled with the wrong band name, especially when the person in question talks about how you shouldn't change band names. So we'll call it a proto-exclusive, I suppose. For me, that was where the show first kind of started to get its legs. Uh, Falco has come on to Protonic Reversal, I think, six more times. Uh, more than any other guest I think of, if I remember correctly. Uh, hell of a guy, hell of an artist. Uh, always got a lot of time for whatever Falco's up to. And uh, just... Absolutely brilliant. But as I mentioned, even Dwarf started small. So we're not going to be playing bits of from, from each episode because Christ on a cracker, there's been a lot of them. Uh, I'm going to play one. I, I, at one point, the show started alternating off between more long-form interviews that kind of got longer and longer. Of which, by the way, I should say that the other Falco episodes, I feel, are better. That one's good. That, that But it's, again, you got to start somewhere. Uh, some of the later ones, especially the one, the pre-Brexit one, it's pretty fantastic. I can't even tell you what episode it is, but they're all pretty great. I, I did play a lot more music then than I do now, and sometimes there'd be whole shows where there'd be no guests, and I'd just play music. Sometimes I'd sneak in a little anecdote now and again, and that's what happened with this one. This is uh, this is a story that I told once on the air, and I actually have never listened to it since then. So we're all going to be listening to this. <laughs> together at the same time and um yeah this was this was a kind of if not pivotal a a big part of my life uh and anyway uh, enough preamble this is this is a little more on the serious side everybody so here we go this is from uh, episode 20 post taste oh let's see so this week kind of crazy went to my very good friend, ex-friend, however you want to call it, uh, memorial service at Ocean Beach on Monday. Same night as Slint, actually, that I had tickets for for a long time, but of course, long before he passed on. I won't get too in-depth into it, since I've covered it on previous shows, but this is a guy that's very important to my personal life. This is the fellow I pretty much learned to do punk rock with. Showed up at my house one day with a bass guitar, says, I bought a bass. You need to buy a guitar so we can be at a band. And I said, okay. And we were terrible. But memorial service, little, uh, you know, it's uh, out on Ocean Beach. There's, like, stuff burning and stuff. And uh, just it, there was something about it. I was like, ugh, this could be cool, but this could be incredibly, I, I hate to say it, but uh, bad in, in a Burning Man sort of way. And I was sort of expecting the latter. Uh, it ended up being really nice, though. I, even though I didn't know most of the people that was there, that was there. What is wrong with that grammar today? Good Lord. It was it was a good time. It, it was a good time in the fact that well, it wasn't really a good time. But I mean, there, were, there were laughs had, and I think it, it honored the man's memory. There was uh, a few awkward moments. There, were, you know, there were, there were laughs at his expense and uh, kind of in his memory. No one puked on the fire, so I guess you can't say it was truly accurate. But it, it was. Uh, I ultimately, I think it was really fitting. I'm not a spiritual guy in any way, shape, or form. 
I just need to make that known to give you context for this part of the story. But I did, I did walk to the ocean, which which is the Pacific Ocean, aka the real ocean. Sorry, East Coast. And kind of talked for a bit to my dead friend. You know, told like it was. I, I, I didn't pull any punches. But I did get to... I felt like I got to say goodbye in a way that... Uh, w- w- was something that he would appreciate it, as well as something that maybe... Well, not maybe. It, it something that was good for me as well. And, and that was nice. It was nice to be able to do that. And... I kind of felt bad for being a little cynical and confrontational at the outset, but I made it. Of course, this also happened the same night as Slint, which is a band that I've been wanting to see for, gosh, what what year is this? <laughs> it's one over 20 years, and I take it to see for a while, but, if, you know, what, what are you going to do? But then as we, as we were leaving, you know, we were talking over my lady, and she's like, well, do you want to try to still make the show? Because it wasn't, you know, after midnight or anything. We did, and I even I said I said at the moment if we can just catch maybe a third of Good Morning Captain, I think I'm good. <clears throat> I tried to explain why that was that song specifically would have been important and relevant to the night, and uh, because she's not a listener, she uh, wasn't really wasn't really jelly, but she was down for the scene. So we went, Fillmore. Sure enough, we walked in. And uh, they're they're just starting Good Morning Captain, so I actually got to see Good Morning Captain just like I wanted to on the night of the memorial of my of my very good friend for whom I would not play music if uh, not for. So that that was a nice moment. That's all I saw. Uh, well, they did an encore of maybe two of my least favorite Slint songs, <laughs> but <laughs> there was still I'll take it. You know what I mean? I'll take it. And uh, it was a nice moment. I think it was a relatively fitting memorial. That's about it. So uh, here's a book burner song. This is Come Home. You found a grand solution. A grand solution. So yeah, I haven't listened to that since I recorded it, and you can you can very clearly hear how I felt about it in my voice. So... Yeah, there are those kinds of moments as well. This is a nice song. We'll listen to a bit of it. Revolution. This is the dreaming of the scorned. This is the revolution. This is the disease that you have worn. You took the line, Roadhill. You took the filth into the park My door was always open As long as I was in the dark This is the revolution This is the dream
All right. I'm not really feeling the double compression on that, but uh, beautiful song. That's kind of where I was at. I actually considered playing. Uh, <laughs> I considered playing "Good Morning Captain" uh, for obvious reasons with it, with that story, but I was like, "God damn, that song's long." <laughs> and I remember to this day, I'm like, ah, I really ought to, I ought to, ought to play that too. And I'm like, eh, I think I'd rather play a book burner song. Play 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 a song by a band that people miss. Does it? Maybe that they don't know. Anyway, so that's heavy. Sometimes I talk about heavy stuff on the show. Uh, not super often, but, you know, often enough. Brenna Betts joined the show, made the show instantly better. You can tell by how much she lives on in the soundboard, even if I don't often necessarily play all of her sounds. But You sound very professional today, Conan. I like it. Thank you, Brenna. Just, you know, it's an affirmation in the box, really. <laughs> what? Affirmation in the box. This is an episode where I revealed something very big that I had been hiding for a while. Uh, but that sounds like a <laughs> that sounds like an entirely different tonight on a very special protonic reversal. No, I think this is this is kind of cool. I I revealed what is now common knowledge and utterly mundane the concept idea execution and original conceit of conan adrian the secret friends so we'll we'll listen to this and we'll do, we'll do something different afterwards so it's not going to just be clips but uh yeah i thought this is this is kind of interesting so here's episode 42 actually first episode of travis keller who was just on the show again damn five years brother anyway uh here's that episode Oh, I know, I know, I know. To make an announcement, but uh, I'm I'm, re- I'm resigning the presidency of the show, and you, Brenna, DJ Real Time Drop, as vice president of the show, must take the reins for me to make this announcement. Oh, I should mention this is a bit that didn't fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the idea being that I was going to make this announcement, but it was, it's gauche to. Uh, make an announcement of your own music on your own show. So I was going to renounce the the presidency of Protonic Reversal and Brenna as vice president was going to send the presidency so I could talk about my music. Nobody got it. It didn't work. But uh, and anyway, that, that's what I, that's what I'm talking about. There's like two minutes of preamble you missed there, but you, you didn't miss it. Pushing buttons, taking reins. <laughs> you can take the you can take the reins of the of the soundboard if you want. That's the Game of Thrones theme. I usually play that if something really overwrought is happening it's it's more than just pushing buttons Brenna you, you are now the host of the show and you must conduct it as such like Carl Sagan you must you can get it like Carl Sagan if you feel so inclined I'm gonna need to practice this okay well practice quick because I'm practicing in my head you just can't see it what I'm now here as a guest so, uh, we need to we need to move the show along we're oh. gonna move the show along okay so um, what's this announcement Conan all right so let's see if I can uh, get a Conan you're here as my guest <laughs> yes and you have a thing to say I would like you to say it in your most eloquent manner in my most eloquent manner I will do what I can Brenna first of all I'd like to say thank thank you for having me on uh, oh, you're your welcome. Brenna Betts's protonic reversal uh, it's, it's great to be I'm a big fan. Oh, I have fans. I listen every week. Uh, 
You're so flattering. I think I think you play some great music, and uh, I think I think it's you know, a very worthwhile, worthwhile show, and uh, it's nice. It's nice. Uh, but yes, as you know, I am here. I am here to, I'm here to mention something, to reveal something, if you will, and I'm looking forward to doing so. And we've we've teased this out before. We've mentioned it before. Uh, as you know, I once had a show on Radio Valencia called Proton Reversal as well, a couple mm-hmm. of minutes ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we, we I remember that. Enjoy doing that, but there there are rules about promoting your own stuff, which makes sense. You don't want people just over, you know, promoting their own thing. I don't understand that. I think self-promotion is great. Well, that's then you really enjoy this bit. Uh, but yes, I, I am here for a reason. I, I, I have something to reveal to the world. Uh-huh. Uh, if it has anything to do with breaking glass, I'm going to hurt you. I made a record with Dale Crover from the Melvins. What? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank you. The lead reaction. Uh, when, when did that happen? Uh, in September. September of this year, uh, this last year, I went down to Los Angeles and had a s- album of songs that I wrote that I, that I enjoyed, and stuff happened. And stuff happened. Stuff That's happened, how. and I recorded one of the what I feel is the greatest living drummers in rock and roll, a uh, album of nine songs called "The Enemy of Everyone." Just you and him, uh, Tony from Trophy Wives, uh, who's a great band from Louisville that we've played before, played bass as well, and it is now available to listen to as of about thirty seconds from now. <laughs> as of thirty seconds. As of from thirty now. seconds from now, it will be available okay. to listen to. Uh, I, I, it's as much. It's as much a um, put my heart and soul to it as much as I would have any band that I've ever been in, and uh, I, I think it's it's pretty worthwhile. So it's 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 called Conan Neutron. The Secret Friends is the name of the band. And you have many secret friends, so this title doesn't surprise me. And it's it's called The Enemy of Everyone is the name is the name of the record. And you can find it at neutronfriends.bandcamp.com. David Yao from the Jesus Lizard did the artwork. Cool. And uh, which is a high school picture of myself and my recently deceased best friend from high school, Clay, who is pretty much the reason why I play music, uh, who showed up one day with a bass guitar and just said I bought a bass guitar you need to buy a guitar and we're going to be a band apropos of nothing no announcements whatsoever just of any kind just no preparation I was like oh alright sitting over here reading comics <laughs> but uh, he didn't really stick with it and he had his own path for sure but <sighs> he set me on the path that I'm on and it was uh, kind of surreal you know uh, plan plan in the same room as one of one of again, and Melvins are a band that kind of like helped me through high school. Yeah, and they have a great drummer. Yeah, I, like I said, maybe my favorite <laughs> drummer of all time, like certainly top three. And uh, yeah, it's kind of a mind blower in, in a very real way. How did you keep the secret for months? That's an excellent question. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. But I wanted to wait until the record was mastered and done and have it spring forth fully formed like a like a, a demigod or god from Zeus's skull. Oh. And it is yeah, it's available to listen to on on Bandcamp. Uh, you can also go to neutronfriends.com and uh, there's going to be shows. 
Oh, that's exciting. At some point. No, no more details, details on that right now, but uh, we're going to... There's pre-orders for... I think there's a pre-order thing for CDs. There's going to be a thing for vinyl probably later today as well, but you can get the digital now if you feel so inclined, and that would be a wonderful thing, but it's a... Uh, it's a very real thing that I did that I sat on. Yeah, for you did. September, October, November, December, January. Five months. Which is mostly just me saving up money to master it. <laughs> really. But uh, Toshi Kasai produced it, who did a you know, he's done tons of the Melvin stuff, he's done Tool. Um, and Victory and the Associates. Victory and Associates, yes. Uh, great, great great man, great producer. Uh, and I, I am always and I mean always loath to play stuff that I've done in the presence of others or audibly but I can always turn down the volume for my headphones uh, that uh, we, could, we could play a couple of the songs but we have Travis on if you want to could you want to do that? Yeah I mean I, I'm pretty sure I can't say no It's your show you can do whatever you want uh, <laughs> But first of all we had a lengthy conversation in your car I remember when we went to see Cheap Trick mm-hmm. about how you have no your band you know had their last show and you were looking for new creative projects trying to figure out what was what and who was who this was after this incident uh yeah cheap trick was uh that was uh what was that november was that was that december something like that something like that yeah i mean because it was sort of like one of those things where i wasn't really sure what this was like mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if this was like, hey, I just made a cool record, and I guess what I got to like write a bunch of songs, prove that I could just write a bunch of songs and arrange them myself, and then make a record out of it and have it be like you know something worth listening to, but also you know rock and roll bucket list item, check, have you know one of my favorite drummers ever. One minute we're sitting there like talking about the Muscle Shoals documentary, and then like okay, ready to play? Okay, yeah, you know, okay, don't think about what you're doing, don't think about what you're doing, just play, and uh, yeah, there you go. Then he had a good time, the drummer? Dale? Oh, yeah. In fact, uh, you know, it was, he, it kind of blew me away that, like, one of the first things he said, oh, I really like these songs, by the way. I was, oh. like, I was like, oh, okay. Dale Crover of the Melvins, that's so, oh, um, yeah. I hope you didn't make that sound. I did not make that sound. Okay, no, good. But, uh, <laughs> but I, in, in my mind, I was. When I, when I, I played it real cool. I was like, I was like oh, thanks, Dale. Cool. Do you want to go, you know, whatever, do this now, this and that? But yeah, uh, and it was it was kind of a kind of amazing thing. And so how did you arrange that? Just happenstance, knowing people? Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> I mean, that all, all those things. Yes. Uh, and like I said, it just kind of spiraled from being something where I was like, OK, I like these songs. I think I want them to be a record. To being like, oh, I really like these songs. I think I wanted it wanted to be a good record, which means that I, it won't be me programming drums on an iPad. <laughs> that is yeah. not. That's good for like placeholder stuff, but and it, like it just escalated. That's all it is. It just escalated and escalated. And wow, yeah, cool. there you go. So uh, congratulations. Because I respect the rules of no, you know, self promotion ever possible. This is. Um, Probably the last time we'll directly address it, but I, I wanted to get it out there on our show because can we I like play it. the songs? Is yeah. that considered? What do, do you want to? Do you want to? Uh, which one do you want? Which one do you apply? I, I tell you what, we'll do. We have. Uh, what's your favorite? Well, it's like which one's your favorite? Child, right? Why, why don't we listen to?
Uh, okay, anyway, you get it. You get it. Um, then then we play the songs. <laughs> oh, what happens next? Oh, he fixes the cable. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm sick of clips. This um, this show's about forward motion. This song's about the now. Um, this is a Hurry Up Shotgun with a Penumbra. We're going to talk to Austin Pitts from Hurry Up Shotgun immediately after this. Got the new record. This Crystal Vessel. <laughs> Coming at ya. Some Hurry Up Shotgun. Bossa Nova on your ass. This is uh, off, this is Penumbra off of the record This Crystal Vessel. And on the phone right now, we have none other than uh, Mr. Austin Pitts of Hurry Up Shotgun. Hi, Austin. Hi, how's it going? Fantastic, man. Fantastic. Here, hold on. We got to... <clears throat> Am I not talking loud enough? No, you're fine. We need to mic the crowd. That's... <laughs> oh, there's a crowd there? See, that's, that's the thing. I'm sitting here like uh, playing all these clips... Like just you know, hanging out, like doing doing a thing, uh-huh. and like that's that's all fine and dandy. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I'm talking to actual human beings now, so I need to. When you to... said that, I I honestly started thinking that you possibly might be in some like 
hall where there are people in an audience watching you do this you know you know like garrison keeler or something like i was like what what are you doing dude what are you i kept waiting for like the band to chime in right 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 <laughs> this is we'll we'll sing some songs from our peoples you know <laughs> right as, yeah, as yeah. one does yeah! no this is that's what we were that's what we were trying to do that's the appropriate response i'm a little rusty man sorry you you, you have to yeah you have to you have to excuse me <laughs> Uh, I, I actually am honored to to have you reach out to me like this, and, and all of your support has been really helpful, and I, I, I just want to say that up front. Well, and likewise, and I was trying to remember, uh, and of course, memory fails me. We're talking, this is the, the this is literally the five years of this show, which is crazy. Half a, half a decade. Wait, today? Today, yeah. Years? This is the five-year anniversary. <laughs> Wow, that is crazy, dude. And I do believe, I could be wrong about this, but I think we did a call from you on the first episode. Uh, what? And, yes, yes. And I'm not, I'm, I don't like, and here it is now. I'm not going to do that to you because, first of all, I don't have it. <laughs> Secondly, that would be embarrassing. Uh, uh, yeah, and then you were on the second episode in person, too. So, yeah, you've, you've been with it from the beginning. So I, I would go ahead and say thank you for your support. How about well. that? Huh? Huh? It's easy to support something that's good. That's what I say about and you guys. The people. <laughs> well, and 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 uh, so let's stop talking about that, and let's talk about your, your new record. Uh, it's great, man. Like you've been sitting on it for a while, though, right? Like this is not like you didn't record this last week. Like it's been two years for four twenty one. Wow! Damn, man. Yeah. So I, I know you we probably had you, you probably Angeles. had four twenty plans. I'm sure. But four twenty one. Yeah. Sorry, I said there wasn't going to be as many jokes. Sorry, I totally am doing it. <laughs> well, the reality is, is that we were recording on four twenty. Like, I work in the cannabis industry. I got totally in trouble for like planning a vacation around the holiday. So, because uh, that's we like were, Christmas we when you work in like weed. I mean, days. yeah, it is. What's that? It's the Christmas of weed. Yeah, right, the, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> it totally is. Uh, um, you know, like even as a, you know, I work for a very large distributor of cannabis and we were so prepared for, you know, we were like the target of weed. We're ready to do this. I got people extra five extra people. And we were still had like a quarter mile line. Like it is the wow. Christmas of weed and people still shop on Christmas day for weed. It's <laughs> right. crazy. You should have picked up your weed weeks ago, sir. <laughs> yeah. Like what do you, yes, we have huge sales. Don't complain to me about the line. You just stood for two hours to get the best weed you can, but you should have been here three weeks early. Look, somebody grabbed the last of the sativa right before you and you're just going to have to deal with it, man. Yeah. Please do not cry. It's okay. We'll grow more. But then the day after that, you went and recorded with Toshi Kasai, and you made this no. record, right? Oh, what I was saying was is that we went down on the 18th and recorded until the 21st, 22nd, somewhere in there. It was oh, a long night. Sorry, it's okay. And uh, you know, drove back, and two years later, we released it digitally on Bandcamp, where we all live. <laughs> Where we all start. It's a great, it's a great foundation. Uh, but but I mean, it's a fantastic record, and it, it it's. But uh, like a lot of things that I like, it's something you know. It 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 it's you got its own unique voice. There, there's a unique voice to it. There always has been with you guys, but that isn't always rewarded. 
Uh, <laughs> that's probably the best Thank way you. to put it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel that. Yeah. Um, and, and I thank you for saying it. Uh, I have noticed spending two years away from like from it a little bit and then like really listening to it now is that that album is a different voice from the albums that we've put out before. Sure. And uh, it feels good to grow that way. And, and I think that's why I'm really proud of this piece of work that these many people have touched and been a part of. Uh, and I hope other people are able to hear that as well. And of course, as we, as we talk right now, the best place to find it is hurryupshotgun.bandcamp.com. It's also on the other digital platforms. If you're listening to this live, I don't think it's on Spotify yet, which a lot of people seem to like, not me, but a lot of people seem to like, uh, but it's going to be, it's going to be on all the rest of yeah. those like later this week. <laughs> I do know what you're saying there. Like how many, Oh my god! Oh, I'm so not many. cool because I'm not on Spotify. Oh, you're you're on Woof. You know, <laughs> I don't even know how to spell that. Is there a P in there? Yeah, that's the uh, yeah, that's that's my go-to. I've been using that joke for a while because that's the the office bit. Like he hits the button and like the fax machine's going and like all the, <laughs> everything starts ringing. <laughs> that's how I feel about the internet these days. Anyway, this isn't about that. This this is. Uh, let's talk about Toshi. You you worked with him, obviously, on the... Well, not obviously. The second record, self-titled one. Uh, yeah. And Abracadabraham, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Hurry Up Shotgun, Abracadabraham Lincoln, and also this newest album, This Crystal Vessel. And what do you, what do you like best about friend of the show, former guest of the show, and just general friend, <laughs> Toshi Kasai? And what makes him awesome? Um, and, and what what does he bring out from for her shotgun that others? Maybe okay, that's know. a lot. That's a lot. Yep, yep. Can can we can we break that down a little bit? What's the first thing you want from me? So, working with Toshi Kasai, how has it changed? Oh my how, god! How, how you've done what you do? Toshi Kasai has trained my ear and my brain a little bit to understand what I want. <laughs> to sweat out if if that makes any sense like i uh i really struggle and toil with um getting what i hear in my brain into a final um piece and uh toshi is somebody who for whatever reason he's he's a leader that can take somebody like me and really create a honed blade in a dark room. You know what I mean? Like all of a sudden I'm creating things that don't feel like me anymore. It's a creature that has like, it's now being recorded. It's not about me being in the room. You know what I mean? Sure. No, that I, sounds like mushrooms really is what that <laughs> sounds like. But Kasai, um, you're basically mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. He's the most psychedelic dude I've ever met in my life. Like, there is a lot to be learned just sitting and having a conversation with that guy about what you like to listen to. Sure. Of course. I, I agree wholeheartedly. And we, on our drive home from that night recording, every song we listened to, like Ben and I were <laughs> totally being like, Hey, did you hear what they did there with the guitars? Oh yeah. And he cuts it in right here. Like you, we became different little monkeys. You know what I mean? Well, and it's, nice that the composition compositions had sort of a breadth 
and depth to them that it, it felt like the live presentation of you bringing another party in to play them seemed to make a lot of sense to me. And you didn't bring in just any party, of course. You brought in Mr. Andy G.D. Lund uh, to do this. And I was impressed, but not surprised. I was impressed, but not surprised. Let's put it that way. I I just want to say that I did not bring in Mr. Uh, you know Andy. He is. <laughs> you didn't. You get, know what I mean? Like you get your I was in the middle of a battle, me. and all of a sudden I looked over, and there was a very tall Viking next to me who was like, "Can I help you?" And I was like, "Yes, please." You um, you weren't like on the phone and be like, "Give me an Andy Lund type." <laughs> it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no like calling in like an airstrike of Andy Lund, you know, like I need an air representative over here. <sighs> so uh working with him isn't a crazy thing because he's the kind of guy who'll be like, Oh, what are you thinking about? And I'm like, Well, could you play what we did on the recording? He's like, No. <laughs> <laughs> sounds that sounds story checks out, yeah. <laughs> and uh He'll come in like he's the kind of musician that comes in with a piece of paper. You know, maybe it's a nice piece of paper with like letters and notes on it and knows what he's doing. It's it's a different creature than I'm used to working with as far as guitar playing goes. Do you feel because that is not really the way that you work? Is that like intimidating or like weird for you? Or you just... oh, I mean. <sighs> Working with Andy was intimidating, uh, but he is such a fucking god. He's such a good dude yeah. that like it does. You, you don't have to be fake. There's no like you don't have to. You can just be yourself, and he'll he'll do what he's gonna do, and that usually makes things better. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like again, like it feels like the Magnificent Seven coming together. You're like, whoa, I got the producer. Oh my god, here's this guy that can like create more for me and for the audience than I could have ever imagined on my own. Right. Well, and that's... So when you're talking about, you know, the land of imagination and how people perceive things, it kind of feels like to an outsider anyway i don't know what you were intending with the title but this crystal vessel almost seems like you're kind of trying to embody some sort of idea of transcendence of some of some kind um and i say that as like the most science dude not ever but there's definitely more sciencey dudes than me but like a dude basically of science but it seems like there is been that element in a lot of hurry up shotguns music do you feel like that's is it just a album title or is it picked for a specific reason <sighs> Wait a second here. So the the album title for you speaks of scientific uh, feelings, feelings of science involvement. For sure, our songwriting is definitely that way. But does the title speak that way to you? No, no. It seems more, it seems like more mystical to me. Yes, for sure. It's definitely, I'm saying I'm a, I'm a uh, guy of science is what I'm saying. In some ways, I think uh, like how fragile is a crystal vessel and is that vessel you? Mm. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's heavy. I, I like that. Well, and it seems like a very fully realized entity. Um, but I mean, I feel like it would be disingenuous to not talk about the journey to get there and the fact that 
you know, Hurry Up Shotgun isn't a household name. <laughs> you know, Hurry Up Shotgun is not on like a gigantic major label record contract uh, tour. And ultimately, we were trying to work something out with Pine Sol for a minute. Like, uh, you know, cleaning detergent pine salt. <laughs> just, just if you could throw in some uh, lemony freshness in one of the yeah, song man. lyrics. Make it sound extemporaneous. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, it, it's no, but, you know, we're joking about it. But, like, it's this, the struggle is real, right? And, and you, you've been doing it for a while. And you've made this incredibly articulate, fully realized entity. This album's easily one of my favorites of the year. So far, Thank and, you. And, I mean, that's like you know, Hamza Lee, big business. There's great records that that are that are out there. Yeah, you know? yeah, really good records. But painful, when, painfully good records. But, but when you think of like swimming in the stream, right, and and what you want people to know from what you're doing, uh, I mean, do you feel like as a mission statement, it it does like what it's meant to do? The album. Yeah. Uh, Yes. I think it presents almost exactly the way we want it to in, in, in sound and in vision. Well, right on, man. (laughs) If if I could get, if I could get like into a room with, with somebody that wanted to talk about albums and stuff, these things might be different. Uh, I am not proficient at writing letters or, drawing pictures so uh you know i'm i'm kind of learning disabled <laughs> and uh so those things are hard for me that doesn't mean that we haven't tried and it doesn't mean that my bandmates haven't been writing letters all day to to labels and stuff like that but this is the way it is and it's it's like we've all grown up being like oh we're diy we're punk rock and now when i'm finally like oh i think i have something beautiful and i want to share it with the world it's really hard (laughs) in this time and place to to find somebody that can actually do that right yeah it's 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 the uh the downside to our modern age you know, like yeah. it's, it's, you have all the availability to all the music in the world, but you have all the availability of all the music in the world. Right. <laughs> and there's such good stuff out there that, sure. Like, and also, there's a lot of people who have a lot on their plate. We're in a stressful political climate right now, uh, a stressful socioeconomic climate right now, and a lot of fear is going around, right? So, uh, Bernie twenty twenty. I was just gonna say I was gonna say if you wanted to make a political statement or endorsement right now that uh, I was gonna ask you for it, but yeah, you kind of did it under your breath there. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I really like Bernie. Who knows? I also, you know, maybe there'll be a new candidate that just steps up, and I'm like, holy crap, that lady from Atlanta is so powerful. I have to step away, Bernie. I mean, I think if AOC was a little older, I'd be on that train. But uh, she's legally not old enough to run. But when she, when she is, God. I'm ready. I, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. I'm, yeah, I hit her I'm, up on Facebook, but it's cool. <laughs> so speaking of Facebook, hurry up shotguns on Facebook. Facebook.com, hurry up shotgun. 
Uh, I think you guys have a Twitter account, but I don't. I don't believe anyone's tweeted from it since this show's been in the air. So, <laughs> not, you, not to specifically call you out, but I'm, yeah, no. On Facebook, I'm putting out 20 posts a day about nothing. Right, right. That, Twitter that's, gets zero. Yeah, there you go. So, if people want to find the record right now, Bandcamp's probably the best place, but it's on all the rest of the things uh, soon enough. And um, yeah, is there anything else you want people to know? I, I, this is a weird show because it's like the five year anniversary, so I'm playing clips, but I'm trying to keep it relevant to keep it new too. And sure, um, just that uh, it's an honor to have them hearing my voice right now, and I really would like them to actually pay attention to the piece of art that me and my fellow. F- comrades just put out so i played penumbra earlier um uh-huh. is there another song that you were thinking that you might want people to hear about let me ask you a question what's your favorite song on the album well penumbra that's why i played it but God, <laughs> okay what's your second favorite song uh you know that's a good question i actually think path of most resistance maybe the second one why don't you play that one Okay. Well, that that was very adept how you did that. You kind of turned it around on me. I appreciate that about you. <laughs> well, you know, you know your people better than I know your people. Uh, Austin Pitts, uh, pleasure to talk with you. Always a pleasure. Conan, to talk with I you. love you. Me too. Man. I appreciate you, and your show is amazing. This show that you are a part of is amazing. Well, I appreciate you saying. Where the hell's Bats? Have you called her? Let's. I- <laughs> No spoilers. Call, I want to be in on that call. Let's do that now. Uh, no spoilers. Okay. God damn it. Sorry. I have to go log in really quick. I'm, I don't want to lose anything. All right. Uh, Austin, thanks so much. And uh, I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, it's a great record, man. You'd be proud. Thank you. And congratulations to five years. Here's to five more, huh? Oh, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Sounds good. (laughs) Thanks, brother. Yeah, have a good night.
there you go. That was a uh, path of most resistance by a uh, little old band known as Hurry Up Shotgun with friend of the show, general friend, and guest of several minutes ago, Mr. Austin Pitts. And right now we have a we have another special guest, Mr. John Hulan. John, how are you? I, I, I'm great. Thanks for having me. I, I noticed that you didn't call me a friend, <laughs> which is you know probably accurate. In are, a way, already fucking are we up. Friends? Are we friends? I'd like to think we are. Um, I think we're friends, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, maybe the kind of a band of brothers, perhaps. <laughs> By the way, this is John Hulan calling in for those of you. Uh, hey, I, I'm very happy. Uh, congrat. First of all, congratulations on five years. I mean, my God, fuck, feels like fifty some days. <laughs> it's great <it's> so <laughs> for the audience, especially. And uh, I'm, I'm, right. I'm honored. I'm honored that you would have me on this final uh, episode of of Conan Neutron's Protonic Reversal. I'm... No kidding, I really did consider that. I, I... Oh come on! <laughs> I, no, I can. I, I was consider gonna... it every day, and then we keep moving on, just like the band thing. And that that is on my list of things I admire about you. You're a uh, you're that you, you won't take no for an answer, and and no matter what happens, you stick with it, and in all sincerity. And the raccoon with, of rock and roll, with the with the bands. With the records, with the show, I mean, you know, you you just keep plugging and fuck it, and it's it's admirable, and uh, you know, and it's it's a it's a quality that I, I you know I admire in you, and I uh, I'm envious of uh, of how you do it, and that's and you know for for real. Well, some people will call it a character defect, but I. <laughs> Well, well, appreciate, you know, appreciate it nonetheless. Those people are psychologists, but what do they know? Anyway? Right, like, oh, what are the they're psychologists? <laughs> they're books. Big but, deal. Uh, it's, fun to, it's fun to listen to the show. I'm honored that you have me call in it on. And uh, you know, I, I, I do hear like it. You know, I, I know what it's like, and it, it, there are only a couple of people on Earth who know what it's like. And it's, it's a like small. Me and you. It's a small crowd, and and I yeah. do mean small. <laughs> I, you know, there's a there's there are way more unsuccessful bands than uh, unsuccessful radio shows because just a, a, as a matter of numbers, absolutely. But we've ma- we've managed to fail at both together, <laughs> fail, fail, <laughs> failing <laughs> laterally for five years plus. Uh, right, photonic reversal. You know, it is funny though because I mean. <sighs> And if I had put more thought into it or been less busy with day job stuff this week, I probably would have pulled like all the clips of like the finest moments. But all I could think of was just sort of like five years. And I started thinking about how the show started and how like there were gems of what the show would become. But right. like I wasn't quite there yet, you know, and and I was yep. like, you know what? It might be more interesting to revisit that and kind of like see, you know, history doesn't repeat itself, but sometimes it rhymes. You know, and, right. and, and it was, it was in the way that it was just like, oh, fuck. I remember, oh, Christ. You know, it's, it's, it would, it would be nice to have the time to do the show. And, and, and I'm sure you feel the same way. Do my show the way I really want to do it, which right. would be like, you know, you know, spend all week working at it, which I could really make it like, you know, oh, start shooting across the sky, my friend, of course. Right. But I mean, you know, we, we have like, you know, day jobs and stuff and, uh, you know, I, I I work in midnights. I sleep during the day, and I then work. You know, it's it's, it's a, the, the whole life is a nightmare, and uh, <laughs> and we live in hell world, and I think it's a fucked apart bed thing. There you go. behind. I don't care. Like one <laughs> person texts me, yells at me. I'm like, all right, you know, I, what are you gonna do? There's just not enough. 
time of the day. It's, it's, you know, that's why none of my songs have bridges. <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> like I've heard a few. Of the, I've heard a few bands that have all of your bridges too. Bridge to nowhere, I think they're called. Exactly. Right, I I just don't have time for a bridge. I gotta go verse chorus and call it a day. James Brown doesn't like, know where to take it, you know. It's yeah, like, time to make the donuts. <laughs> so let me ask you, John, and because I, I, this is a very real feeling that that I have uh, when do the show is that I will be just dreading doing the show, just not want to do it. Hundred percent convinced, yes. completely. Nobody will be listening. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. This yep. is a pointless endeavor. I might as well uh, hit myself in the dick with a hammer. <laughs> and then it starts you know the theme song starts playing and then you just you you, you, you click in you do the thing and it's better it, you're, you're taking the words right out of my mouth and um it's it that translates too i think for me anyway uh, as, as being in a band and going on stage like oh, i sure. dread the entire thing like i'm nervous every show i'm like freaking out and uh you know uh you know, and, and but once you get up there and hit a couple notes, you're like, okay, it, it, you know, save for a few shows you've seen you play. <laughs> Don't dwell. <laughs> it once, it's not once, a good look. <laughs> oh man, that was the worst show. We so, all been there. Yeah. Well, not there specifically. I mean, not me, but people interested. Right. <laughs> but 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 once you start doing it, you're like, okay, that's why I'm here. You know, like you know, not in a you know, a, you know, worldly. But I don't know. It just but when you when you. It, it makes it all worth it. That's why we drive 5,000 miles to a different town. That's why, you know. <laughs> Which I did recently. <laughs> yeah. And, well, yeah, uh, man, you just got off tour, and why do you do it? Because when you actually get up on stage there and you play that, you drive to Tacoma for, to play for a half an hour yeah, for people that you don't know. There's nothing better. It's it like clicks. greatest feeling in the world. And then it's, you know, right back to misery, but then, you know, whatever. <laughs> but for the half hour, stuff's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys get 30 you guys get 35 minutes tonight yeah, exactly yeah yeah all right 35 minutes in heaven right on the so how about and of course i actually didn't give you a proper introduction i think most people that listen to the show know but i do run into people that don't uh you're of course host of live in the barrage radio nope fridays 8 p.m eastern 7 p.m central right. 6 p.m mountain 5 p.m pacific and thank you for hosting uh my show for all these years i mean jesus the, the amount of uh Work and host uh, Oh, literally, radio. Nope, you're talking. About. I was like, host your show. Radio when nope. did I do that? <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Conan hosts the server and does the whole show. And like, nobody. Cares. I text him. I text him while he's on the road, and I go, "Hey, we're having the show tonight, or we're not." And he he's nice enough to get back to me and uh, programs that shit or puts Bob in charge of it. Or but like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. <laughs> text. Hey, Chapman, get on it. So, and <laughs> I do exactly feel bad every time I text you. Yeah. But uh, I mean, you know. So thank you for doing that this whole time. And we, you had this great idea, and it still is a great idea. And you've done it, all this collectively. There's a bunch of shows of like-minded people with great music. And, uh, you know, we're, now we're just going to get like, uh, I don't know, two people to listen. We're, we'll right, exactly. If we, get, if we get a listener, we'll be doing great. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but thank you. I appreciate it. Well, and the, of course, and and it's you know the supreme what I say supreme alliance of radio. I had some grandiose terminology I use with right, no lords, right, and then you yeah. end up being the boss just by default because you know, <laughs> no everyone can yeah, exactly. That's the way it goes. And <laughs> let me ask you a question: Do you feel like obligated to keep it going when you really want like want to quit and just be like, all right, you know, I don't have time for this anymore? That you're like, well, I have all these people depending on me 
and uh, like you know, you have all my like podcast archives and stuff there. Oh, like for the for the rest of the station, you mean? Well, right. So, are you? Do you feel obligated in perpetuity to to like? You know what I mean? uh, Ah, if you want to quit. You will work it out and migrate it or something. <laughs> I, I mean, so I, so I, I've had that's an actually a very interesting question. So I've had a couple answers over that uh, over the years. One of the first ones I said is that if Barrage stopped and Proton Reversal stopped, that there would be no more radio. No, but I think that has changed over the years, and the and Radio Nope has developed its own voice, and it's now it has ton of great stuff and i just wouldn't i would want it to live on so i guess i'm chained to this thing for my lifetime i don't know but you're like hooked in you're fucked i know it's what a dummy <laughs> I, I i i like i can turn anything fun into work i don't know what it is it's like mm. it's it's, like it's the lamest superpower well, but, <laughs> but i have i have over the years been ready to quit doing this show lots i mean and i, oh, I don't mean yeah. like every day every day yeah not not like on the general like oh fuck no, I just I'd mean love, like I I love my show, and not to bring it back to me, but uh, then I tried like okay, let let's only do a show when we have a guest because I don't want to sit, sit around with a bunch of guys, and even though it it's it's always like fun anyway, right. like in my head, it, you know what I mean? And it's, I don't know if I do it every week. Yeah, it's I mean it, it's a lot. Um, You've been I, doing it for five years. We've been doing it for seven as of, as of last week. I mean, it's almost like kind of like hey. We're going to celebrate the seventh year anniversary of yeah. mediocrity. Yeah, fucking great. Sad in a way, you know? <laughs> well, I'm but, speaking for myself, not you. <laughs> no, so so I was going to say this, and this is this is no this is no joke. That every time when I've been, I've like made the internal switch in my head of like, that's it, it's done. Like I'm just, it's over. I'm I'm not going to do it anymore. Like yeah. when I finally made that switch in my head, I kid you not. Like within an hour of that, it's either some. Buddy in person, or an email, or a Facebook message, or a tweet, just like, "Hey man, so want to say I really like the show." Like I, and then they would have some very specific thing <laughs> that they say about one of the episodes about what they it's, liked about it every time. And I'm like, and it, I don't believe in any of that mystical BS because it's all BS, as as I've implied. <laughs> but uh, I mean, that, that there's something there, and and the thing is, it's easy to forget any, about that. It, it's easy to someone forget. Gives, someone gives you a positive comment. And usually people who listen to our shows are like-minded people that we admire and, uh, you know, pretty, like, you know, sharp, sharp people. Yeah, yeah. Any, like, positive comment like that is, like, injecting adrenaline into your arm. You're, like, ready to go. All right, good. I'm back in. Yeah, it's like you know, uh, when... This guy's listening and he... Or this this person's listening and, and, they, and, they, and they're way into it and that makes you feel really good just like any negative comment with it like throw me into a tailspin well because yeah because because you're, you're <laughs> exactly you're, you're bringing something positive into the world that adds something to the hellscape that is life and it's it can take you from like being marty mcfly and back to the future where the picture's almost faded and he's like you know playing out of tune suddenly and he's kind of falling down and then suddenly i don't know what you're talking about i never saw that movie <laughs> hey you and brendan canty both I'm and, just kidding. <laughs> and then uh, the parents start making out, and then uh, yeah, there he goes. He's up and playing. It's good. You like Fugazi? <laughs> Hello, is this Brian McKay? Well, listen to this. Exactly. All right. Back to the future riffs. Yeah, I, but it is. It's like you know, it's it's, it's the little tiny, like kind of the the you know the hairline where they pull you. 
to the good and the bad we'll, we'll, we'll make a break but somehow th- there must be something to it because we're still doing it like a two idiots oh yeah <laughs> for real well and that's the thing is like why do you do it right and that's something that something right. that developed in the show i don't fucking remember like uh sometimes i know why i know why i do it i, I started actually asking the question because in real life no one will let me talk <laughs> so that's so. If you were on the show now as a guest, which you if you weren't busy talking over me, you would have been. I would have asked right, you I, why do you do what you do, and that would have been your answer, which is fucking that's hilarious. And that I'm and that's talk over you the whole time. <laughs> it's the only chance I have, <laughs> and it's so I mean, it's so perfect for you. <laughs> I mean, what I, I, I'm telling you, Conan, I sit down at, at, and play poker with like the same group of guys, and they do not stop talking. And I I have like some good shit to say because I'm like halfway smart. And they freaking talk right over me. So now I have a place I can turn everyone's voice down. Yeah, it's it's the best thing that ever happened. <laughs> and it's my show, and everyone has to listen to me. That's why I do. <laughs> and uh, you, you've got. Um, speaking of which, let's because uh, I got I got to move along here. But you, yeah. you've got. Oh, oh, you got oh, to move along. <laughs> it's the best part of the show. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, Where's Fred? Uh, I know you got. You, to, you have a poster over hanging up. Yeah, I've got a. Uh, I've, the manager is a, a, your stage manager is a, right. giving me good looks right now. I, I, the the bass player from Hurry Up Shotgun's gonna call in next. I know you have a busy show. Here. Uh, but, Conan, I just want to say thank you very much. Uh, congratulations on five years. Thank you for hosting our show and thank you for Radio Nova. Coming up to you. tomorrow yeah. night, fucking Jawbox, man. Nice. Yeah, oh, yeah, tomorrow night if you feel like listening to Live and Project yeah. at 8 p.m. We'll have Jawbox on around 9. We're going to do so. I was testing the Skype. We're going to do so. I think uh, three out of the four members will be calling in uh, at the same uh, time. Are you got so a you, you okay? Wow, that's party and, line, and now baby. The the phone test works, so you know the actual show is going to be a nightmare. Yeah, well, Jay Bill and uh, <laughs> it's going to be all. I, I, you know, I don't Bill Barbo's going to be turning show. into a robot the entire time. <laughs> or you, you could probably just listen to uh, the, la- the last two times Conan had Jawbox on. It'd be fine. <laughs> I only had Jay on. I didn't have the whole yeah. band. But hey, listen, if you want to send me some notes, I would. Uh, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Make yeah, uh, it's gonna be good. That's my note. It's gonna be good. And uh, Conan, uh, congratulations and thank you for having me on. And uh, good luck, man. I look forward to listening to the rest of the show. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Later. There he is Mr. John Houlihan. I think I actually got a John Houlihan drop somewhere here. Do I? I don't actually know if I do or not. Um. Well, <laughs> there. Uh, it looks like I don't. So let's do, I'll tell you what, let's do this. Bluer than velvet. There's the Melvins. What was, was it? Was the night. Was the night. That's what it was. Yeah. Were her. <laughs> were her eyes. It's a, it's a different story entirely if you, uh, if you go that route with it. Bluer than velvet? What's Bluer than velvet. Black eyes. Yeah. Bluer than velvet were her eyes. It was meant as a compliment. Whether it's taken as such, the song does not go on to say. Bluer than velvet were her eyes. Was it was a skin surrounding her eyes? Okay, and that was ten minutes of the Melvins with my former co-host, Miss Brenna Betts. Brenna Betts, hello. This is uh that was maybe the. There we go. There we go. We got a little, got a little cheering going on. Uh, Brenna Betts. Oh. Hi. How are you? I'm doing very well, actually. Uh, I, um, oh, go ahead. 
Sorry. I'm, ar- I'm already interrupting you. Oh, I'm going to be back on the show for 40 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very serendipitous that you, you approached me about this today because I normally don't have cell service at my house, but I'm house-sitting right now. And so you may hear dogs barking. Those are the dogs that I'm house-sitting. Nice. Those are always good for being on a radio show. Is uh, the more more noise you have, the better. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm also um, in the mountains, about like sixty two hundred feet above sea level, and the cell service here is pretty terrible. So, just be aware. So, while playing some of these old clips, uh, which I did for the first hour before I got annoyed by it, slash decided to move things more to current content. Bunch of people were just saying how much that they that they loved and missed having they missed having you on the show and that there was a it was a thing where Aww. you were thought of fondly and I wanted you to be able Aww. to be a part of that. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. I appreciate hearing that. I I definitely enjoyed doing that thing. It was like an extra an extra fun thing that I got to do, and now I can tell people, oh yeah, I did that, and they're like, what? <laughs> they're like, I don't understand what you did. What? What did you? What, did you, what were you up to? Yeah, it's and then kind they're of, like, you're so cool. Yeah, I was the co-host on a <laughs> relatively unpopular music talk show on the internet for a couple of years. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, I don't say that. That's not a good introduction. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that's that's <laughs> a, a it bad up. frame. And <laughs> she's like, oh, my radio show that I did with my friend. Um, there you go. And they're like, what? What? <laughs> what? Wait, wait. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, hold on. I can actually. This is what? Like that, right? Yeah, exactly like that. The what? uncanny resemblance. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> so you I'm should get back. a DJ thing that includes like. Whoa, 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> like some, like get some sc- some scratching maybe going on too. You know, just just really take yeah. it to the next level. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how are you doing? Oh, just dandy. God, lots lots of things have happened since uh, since since we talked last. Yeah, we're more band stuff. Mm-hmm. This this show's done a bunch of things. It's pretty much you know pretty much the same stuff as ever. <laughs> you know, nothing's really changed. It's uh. You know, some episodes are better than others. Yeah, you you do the thing, mm-hmm. and uh, every once in a while you get some cool stuff. What would you say when you were on the show? What were some What were some of your favorite moments of, of being on Proton Conversal, Brandon Betts? Well, I appreciated um, st- calling Steve Albini just Steve, even <laughs> though um, honestly he was kind of a jerk a little bit to me. But <clears throat> that was kind of a fun moment. Because I was like, wow, I formulated my opinion about you, whereas before I had no context to really have an opinion right? other than musical accomplishments. But now I, now I do. And it's valid, I think. Um, I had him on again, and he, uh, I, he gave a really cool, interesting answer to sort of the incel community adoption of prayer to God. And nuancelessness and sort of the toxic masculinity that follows around some of his art. I thought it was very, very erudite. Very oh. cool. Oh, that's interesting. Anyway, yeah. yeah. What, yeah. Were, what were you going to say mean, next? Sorry. That's, that's, that's a thing. <laughs> that's, 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 no, no, no. I like, 
Yeah, I like hearing the tidbits. Um, I really enjoyed and always enjoyed interviewing the gentleman from Buddy Head. But I don't know. Travis I Keller. Think- yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about you when um, yeah. he, he was on again just recently. Uh, he's doing well. He just directed a video, pardon, huh. with uh, Mark Lanigan and uh, Jimmy the Cab Driver from, from MD, MTV, and it's it's really good. I'll I'll send it to you. Oh, oh cool! Yeah, send it to me. Um, I mean, it's hard to think of exact moments because my brain just like doesn't work that way. I know that's more your strength, <laughs> yeah, but um, I always enjoyed. Um, like the weird twists and turns conversations with musicians can take and how somehow we manage to often get like really philosophical or like deep conversations out of things instead of like, you know, the technical stuff was covered too, but then it's like and some really crazy stories too, which is always fun. I love, I love a good story. I so. agree with what you just said. And I think that that's uh if anything keeps me back to still, you know, still strap strapping on the belt and and doing it, it's uh, it's that because when it hits, it's yeah, uh, it's I would imagine wonderful. so. And um, yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you're you're a, you're a great co-host. I really loved having you on the show, and I I oh, thanks. think I said that, but. <laughs> You did. <laughs> but it bears repeating. <laughs> well, and one of the reasons why <laughs> is because, and I think I mentioned this, that, did I mention this? Maybe I didn't mention it on the air. I don't know. I don't know what I said, but I feel like with a lot of people, I can kind of predict what they're going to say for better or for worse. And you are so, such a genuinely surprising personality <laughs> that you would be able to just like blindside me. Which is usually why I would just start laughing, uh, because I would be like, I, I don't even know where to go with that, and and that's such a that was a very delightful thing for me that as the consummate overplanner oh figured gosh. things out. I'm I'm kind of laughing because I you know I've come into my own a lot in the recent years, but also like I someone else just told me that like over the weekend, and it's not something a lot of people say, even though I'm sure it's true and noticeable. Um, Someone just told me, um, oh, you're a really interesting person to watch. <laughs> I never, it's just like the way you're, I like watching the way your brain works. And I was like, okay, I hope that's a good thing. <laughs> I was say, as long as it's you know, literally watching it like reanimator style, like with your skulls. <laughs> oh, gosh. Whoa, that took a turn. No. Nope. Yeah, well, hey, uh, you, clearly, you, clearly you've missed being on this show because <laughs> that's, that's generally where this would go. And then we would kick it to a song. Whoa. <laughs> uh, coming up next, no, we've got I, the uh, Belinda Carlisle. <laughs> I want to be. No, I don't know actually the words to. I was going to make up a song and then. Who I realized that could go very dark. Yeah, we, we've. Uh, yes. Yes. We'll just. <laughs> we'll leave that be. Nope. Maybe just walk away from that one. That's another thing you learn with age. That's, <laughs> a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a big old radio note. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Brenna, yeah. um, thanks for jumping on the show. It's it's uh, 
five years of this, man. Can you? And I'm still doing it. Can you believe it? Is it? Does it make sense? I know, and you're like in a different state. I know. It's crazy. Different state, same crap. <laughs> Going to neutral. <Yeah. laughs> New state, new you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe one of these days we'll we'll be in the same state and we'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll have you back on the show and it'll be a it'll be that a, would a be fun. Yeah, yeah. We both live in snow now, so they're like four months out of the year where we probably can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we get a because leaving a the house is a challenge. <laughs> exactly. It's considered <laughs> like, that a major accomplishment, frankly. <laughs> Honestly, living in snow is like a lesson in life for sure. <laughs> it is. Well, like, I, th- hmm, I you, think you, yeah. you you taught me a couple lessons in life, and I thank you for your time being on the show. And uh, oh, thank you. I, I hope. Yeah, I, I, I no. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, I really appreciated having that opportunity and experience. It was really cool. <laughs> well, it's always great talking to you, and uh, you know, one of these days we'll uh, we'll have we'll have a reunion. We'll have a reunion. We'll have you. Oh yeah, um, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm planning. I'm planning on making moves sometime in the next year. So I don't know how far the southeast is from you. It seems like it's pretty far, but it's probably about the same distance. I don't know. It's, it's pretty far. We'll see. <laughs> okay, well, shoot. But I, but I I go farther <laughs> regularly. I'm just oh, going okay. to end the show yeah. with you on because I think that would be fun, but just like old times. Are you down with that? Uh, yeah. I, I, I yeah. hope you are because it's happening. <laughs> <great. laughs> oh, okay. I'm all tied up in the back of Conan's car. <laughs> are, you, are you okay with that? It's happening. Like, I don't have a choice. I'm tied up in your car. doing whatever you tell me to do. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people felt that was the power dynamic the entire time you were on the show. That <laughs> wouldn't necessarily say it was accurate. <laughs> Maybe, but that's just that's also just my personality. So so it's all good. It's not codependency. I'm just really easygoing. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Oh, man. It's great having you back, Dana. Uh, this show's called Conan Neutron's Protonic Reversal. It airs on uh, Radio Nope uh, Thursdays, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, 5 p.m. Pacific. Available where your finer podcasts are downloaded. And the less fine ones as well. Signing off. Five years, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know, right? Wow. Uh, how do you stay? How, yeah, how do you stay relevant? Boy, are you asking the wrong guy? <laughs> <laughs> really? I took a gamble on that one. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, it's fine. You, 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 you're teeing it up like a good host co-host does. <laughs> um, let's see, RadioNeutron.com for the archives. Don't hassle me about how uh, we're behind. I know. Live listeners, music on with music off. It's coming up shortly. This microphone turns sound into electricity. Five years. Wow. Can you hear me now? All right, here's the five more, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Why not? Fuck it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. At least you're not five years in the same exact place. That'd be kind of depressing. Your life has changed. That's good. Progress.
And uh, I guess, as always, catch you later. <laughs> catch you later. <laughs> to my top 10. I'd like to thank our sponsor. But we haven't got a sponsor. Not if you were the last man on earth. She was prepared to prove it. This one goes out to a special girl. There is no special girl! It's the, it's the end of radio. The last announcer plays the last record. The last what? Leaves the transmitter. Circles the globe in search of a listener. Can you hear me now? If there's no one there to receive It's the end of radio As we come to the close of our broadcast day
Hey, hey!